Hey, it's NPR's Book of the Day. I'm Andrew Limbong. Percival Everett's new book, The Trees, is a darkly funny detective novel that deals with race and violence in a really upfront sort of way. In book reviewer speak, I can see someone calling it unflinching or raw or, you know, maybe harrowing. But it's a little more coy than that. You can hear it all in this interview with Scott Simon, too. I mean, there's one part where uh, Scott sets up a complex question that ends with him asking, are you stereotyping white Southerners? And, and Percival just goes, yeah. It's a funny exchange that then turns into a frank discussion about fairness and justice that, well, you can just hear it for yourself. This message comes from NPR sponsor Live right, publishers of Left for Dead. Shipwreck, Treachery, and Survival at the Edge of the World by Eric J. Dolan. The true story of five castaways abandoned on the Falkland Islands during the War of 1812. Available wherever books are sold. This message comes from NPR sponsor REI Co-op. REI has gear, clothing, classes, and advice for camping and glamping, biking and hiking, axing and snacksing. Visit your local REI Co-op or REI.com for the million and one ways to opt outside. Special Detectives Ed Morgan and Jim Davis are the big city heat from Hattiesburg. They're with the Mississippi Bureau of Investigation, and they're in the small town of Money to investigate the murder of two men in the back room of the same shotgun-style house. One, a white man, is disfigured in a way so gruesome, we can't tell you without a trigger warning, if you please. The other, a black man, seems to just walk out of the morgue. The Trees is a novel by Percival Everett, the author of more than 30 books and the recipient of a Guggenheim. He joins us now from South Pasadena, California. Thank you so much for being with us. Thanks for having me. The murders are gruesome in detail. The language is is rough and there are racial epithets of all kinds. Uh, And the humor is politically incendiary. How did you make this novel so screamingly funny? I'm glad to hear that it is. I, I don't know that it is. I think that's perhaps where the humor lies, is that it's so absurd. Have events of the last couple of years helped you shape the story in your mind? Well, certainly. But it's 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 a story that didn't become evident in the last couple of years. It, it, mm-hmm. it was the, the, um, the stuff of the novel was simply underscored, as if we needed reminding. Mm-hmm. But it's been present. Well, and that brings us to your character, Mama Z. Tell us about her, if you could. Mama Z, I'm not sure who she represents for me, except that she is, she's an archivist. She keeps a list with names in pencil, pointedly in pencil, too. Yes, because identities, though fixed and forever, are also forgettable and fleeting. Mm-hmm. And these are names, some of which readers would recognize most of which most readers will not, of um, lives lost. That's the great sadness. It's, it's a list of the names of those uh, lynched in American history, black, white, Asian. And the striking thing to me about the list is how singular the names are, even when they're the names we hear everywhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the list, the most striking names to me are the ones that say, unidentified black woman, yeah, nameless black man. Like all great novels, this one eventually winds through Chicago. Um, <laughs> you, you talk about a place called the Acme 
Cadaver yes. Company of Chicago. Is it inspired by anything that actually exists that you've seen? It is not, no. Okay. <laughs> Am I relieved? <laughs> well, t- can you tell us about it? Without, I guess the name gives it away, doesn't it? Yeah. Well, the bodies used in medical schools and by, I guess, would-be morticians must come from somewhere. And in my imagination, they come from the Acme Cadaver Company, which um, acquires bodies and then sells them. I've got to ask you, I enjoyed the book a lot. Uh, so many of the white Southerners in this book um, are not just bigots. They're obese, they're dumb, they smell, as you write memorably of one, of excrement, and you don't say excrement, uh, aquavelva and pimento cheese, which is an awfully clever phrase. And with no apologies made for white bigots, are you you stereotyping white Southerners? Welcome to the club, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I, I, I am, in fact. How does it feel? That's my question. Um, yes, I, 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 I'm not fair in this novel. It's, it's not a novel about fairness. Um, mm-hmm. In fact, after I wrote the first page, my admission to my wife was, well, I'm not being fair, and I'm not going to do anything about it. Mm. President Obama has often quoted Martin Luther King in saying that the arc of the moral universe is long, but it bends towards justice. This novel suggests that... Um, well, justice maybe can be helped along in some other ways. Well, I suppose that's an optimistic way of putting it. Um, the, the fantasy part of this novel should not go without note. Um, the justice that comes mm-hmm. is not one that I think we can expect. I don't know if justice comes as much as um, acquiescence. Mm-hmm. What's it like to, to have this novel inside your mind and heart and then out? I don't know if, given the substance of it, if it can ever be out Mm. of my mind. Um, I suppose I have artistic concerns that um, there are those who might read it and because of the use of humor, miss the gravity. Mm -hmm. But to tell the truth, if that's the case, then they wouldn't understand anyway. Yeah. There's no missing the gravity, but... I do think the humor helps you take the next step, if that makes any sense. I learned that from Mark Twain. Percival Everett, his novel, The Trees. Thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you for having me. This message comes from NPR sponsor, Viore, a new perspective on performance apparel. Clothing designed with premium fabrics, built to move in, styled for life. For 20% off your first purchase, go to viore.com slash NPR. Support for NPR and the following message come from Rosetta Stone, the perfect app to achieve your language learning goals no matter how busy your schedule gets. It's designed to maximize study time with immersive 10-minute lessons and audio practice for your commute. Plus, tailor your learning plan for specific objectives like travel. Get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off and unlimited access to 25 language courses. Learn more at rosettastone.com NPR. Last year, over 20,000 people joined the Body Electric study to change their sedentary, screen-filled lives. And guess what? We saw amazing effects. 
Now you can try NPR's Body Electric Challenge yourself. Listen to updated and new episodes wherever you get your podcasts.